factory settings. A Good Omens potfic, written by Anonymous and read by Literarian. Chapter 8 Raphael beholds the Bentley, impressed. I didn't know you could do that, he says. The door opens and Ozzy Raphael rushes out. Crowley, are you hurt? He calls, hurrying over, wings fluttering anxiously. No, I'm pretty sure that I'm not either of those, Raphael assures him, feeling unexpectedly giddy. He probably shouldn't enjoy seeing Metatron's big head ping around between some stars like a particularly ill-thought astronomical feature, but it's amusing nonetheless. Did you tell the Bentley to do that? Hit him, I mean? Azir Raphael straightens up, eyes starting over to the Metatron and then back again. His mouth is a tight, tense line. Certainly not. I didn't have to, he primly declares. That's amazing. Can all motor vehicles do that? Human engineering's even more impressive than he thought. Not even a little bit. Now come on, we need to get out of here. Oh, yeah, all right. Raphael lets himself be steered back towards the Bentley. He gets in on the other side this time, while Azir Raphael settles behind the wheel. In the distance, the Metatron is yelling, but once the doors close, they can't hear him anymore. The engine rumbles to life, sounding distinctly cosmic in the environs of space, and then space moves past them so quickly that it's all a blur of lights and colour and whirling, profound darkness. With a jolt, they stop again in a new destination. By the looks of things, they're not back on Earth, nor are they in heaven. It takes Raphael a few moments to pinpoint their location, because he's never actually been here before. Not that he recollects, anyway. Are we in Alpha Centauri? He asks, intrigued. Azir Raphael doesn't answer him right away. He is instead leaning his head against the wheel in front of him, whilst holding it in a distinctly white-knuckled grip. Raphael regards him for a moment. He reaches out a hand and offers a tentative pat on the shoulder. Azir Raphael squeezes his eyes shut. He lets out a gusty breath, then straightens back up. <sighs> right then, he says, and opens the door to the Bentley. Raphael follows him outside. Why did you bring me here? No response, but he gets the impression that it's because the other angel is distracted with his focus elsewhere, rather than because he's being deliberately ignored. 
What are we doing in Alpha Centauri? He tries again. Calling in a favor, Aziraphale tells him. The landscape around them is very beautiful and a lot more quiet than Earth. Purple skies stretch overhead, while shimmering blue mountains break up the view of the twilight horizon. There's a structure not too far off. It looks like something that would belong on Earth. Sort of like the coffee shop, in fact, but also not. It wasn't made by humans, Raphael doesn't think, but it was made in the fashion of humans. Rhythmic sounds drift from the structure and disperse in tinny, lyrical tunes across the expanse. Before they reach the building, Azir Raphael turns and faces Raphael. His posture is tense again, though it seems he's fighting it. He clasps his hands in front of himself. I understand if you're angry with me, he says. Raphael halts. Angry? Yes, angry. Upset, intensely disapproving possibly even inclined to do violence with a sufficient provocation. Angry. Oh, no, I'm not angry. It would be a perfectly reasonable anger. I hid some important information from you. You would be well within your rights to distrust me now. No, it's fine. I mean, it's not ideal, but I can understand why you do it. Can you really? Somehow, Raphael gets the impression that it might be Azir Raphael who is, in fact, angry. He hesitates. Metatron's disapproval was very loud, but in and of itself, it didn't really bother him. Metatron has always disapproved of him. With Aziraphale, somehow, it's different. Maybe because he and Muriel are the only other angels who seem even somewhat friendly towards him now. Aziraphale's mouth wobbles. You've lost 6,000 years' worth of memories. What can you possibly understand about the situation now? Even putting aside the situation, you don't know me either, he insists, bawling a fist. Even when you're like this, why are you always so... You don't know everything. It seems he's being scolded again. When did I say I knew everything? He wonders. His chest is twisting up again. You don't say it, you just act like it, Aziraphal accuses. Raphael blinks and considers this. Does he?
He'd never have thought so. Would someone who knew everything ask so many questions that they developed a bad reputation for it? Aziraphale isn't finished, though. You should get angry at me. You should be furious with me. Everything that has happened to you has been my fault. Didn't figure that out yet, did you? Of course not, but it's true. It's my fault you've lost yourself, that you're like this now, that you don't know what's going on and just walked blithely into danger. It's even my fault that I lost track of you on earth. I dragged you into this, let heaven harm you, lost you, and now hell is hunting you and the Metatrons apparently trying to destroy you. And that still doesn't even cover the half of it. Yes, you should be very angry with me indeed. Raphael nods in understanding. Well, I'm still not angry at you. He decides. Aziraphale makes an unappealing sound, like something unseen is paining him. Are you all right? Raphael checks, still mulling over some of the new information he's been given. More and more of it, it seems. He'd thought he'd figured out the important bits, but Aziraphale himself is still much of a mystery to him. The supreme archangel of heaven, and yet he doesn't seem to be at all on the same page as the Metatron. Nor has he been banished to face punishment and turned into a demon for the crime of descent. Apparently, his brand of descent is more to God's tastes. No, I'm not all right, Aziraphale tells him. His face scrunches up horribly and he makes a sharp, cutting sort of gesture with one arm. I'm a fool and I've ruined everything. More bad Twisting feelings are provoked by this. Stop it, he thinks. Stop being sad. That's not true, Raphael reassures him. When he seems like he might disagree, Raphael raises a forestalling hand. No, listen to me, he says. Everything is not ruined. Look around yourself. The universe is still working. You're here, and I'm here, and somewhere in that general direction the earth is still turning, and all around everywhere the stars are still burning. You haven't ruined it. Honestly, you probably can't, at least not without a lot of help and very deliberate concerted effort. Aziraphale snorts. He closes his eyes, heaves a very heavy breath, and then rubs a hand across his forehead. <sighs> yes, I suppose I was overstating matters a tiny bit. Raphael offers him a smile. 
It occurs to him, then, that it could have been that Aziraphale was upset because the universe still existed. That he might also be in favour of the destroy-everything plan, seeing as how he is part of heaven and working with Metatron. But somehow, he just doesn't think that's the case. It doesn't fit. He feels his own expression shift towards severity at the tenor of his thoughts. I need to ask you something. Did you know that Metatron wanted my passkey? Aziraphale looks confused. Passkey? What passkey? You don't know? I really have no idea. What passkey do you mean? Raphael regards him for a moment more and decides he's telling the truth. Well, to be honest, I'm not even supposed to mention its existence to anyone who doesn't already know about it, he admits. Aziraphale straightens a little. On whose authority? he asks. God's, Raphael admits. It wasn't a conversation so much as a command and was one of the few times the Almighty ever spoke to him directly. It happened shortly before he undertook his first task. Of course, it was extremely memorable even though it was one-sided and only lasted the length of a couple authoritative sentences. Aziraphale's face falls. He nods. Well, in that case, I suppose you had better not tell me. Raphael nods back in agreement. They make it a few more steps towards the building before Aziraphale stops again. Though, if it's important to what's going on, Perhaps you should tell me anyway. After all, I am the Supreme Archangel. The only reason I probably don't know about it as a matter of course is because I wasn't back when the Almighty was deciding who ought to know about it. Raphael makes an unconvinced hum. Mm. I think if God expected you would need to know one day, then you would have been told about it even back then, he reasons. Not necessarily, Aziraphale argues. It could have been that it would have had unwanted consequences if I knew about it back then, but would have completely different consequences if I knew about it now. There's a possibility that it is part of the divine plan for you to tell me now, as opposed to back then, and that could be how I'm intended to know about it. Mm, I think if that was the case, then I think God would also have told me that someday I might need to tell someone about it later on. Raphael muses. And there was nothing like that. From God, no ambiguous statements open to multiple interpretations. Nope, 
It was pretty straightforward. I see. Aziraphale gives him a tight smile. Well then, I suppose that settles it. You ought to keep it to yourself. Right. Under no circumstances should you tell me about it. My lips are sealed. They make it a few more steps. It's just... Aziraphale starts again. Raphael sighs. No, hear me out. It's just, if it's relevant to what's going on, if it's something that might put you in danger, then I think you should tell me. You think I should defy the will of God? Raphael asks in plain terms, raising an eyebrow. He's actually a little curious at the answer here. Even more curious at what he'll do if Aziraphale says yes. Of course not, Aziraphale hastily replies instead. He visibly thinks for a moment, then squares his shoulders. No, of course not. You're right, you're absolutely right. Do not tell me, I shouldn't have even suggested it. He begins walking towards the building again at once, taking brisk, determined strides. Raphael thinks that maybe the reason he keeps bringing it up is because he's desperately curious. He can sympathize with that. It's hard to just let it go, especially when there doesn't seem to be any reason for it. Of course, because God says so is a reason, and in this case it's actually true, and there's no middleman or alternate interpretations to muddy the waters. God directly said so. Raphael's an angel. He can't tell anyone about it. But he doesn't have to leave Aziraphale completely in the dark either. It's something to do with how the universe works, he says, as he catches up to the other. Aziraphale raises his hands in alarm. What are you doing? I said don't tell me. I won't, Raphael promises. And I'm not. I'm just giving you a little hint. You probably shouldn't even do that much. God didn't say anything against hinting or letting people work things out on their own. Anyway, I think you're right, and it's important. You should know this much. Raphael glances at him sideways. Then he looks ahead. Then he stops, turns, and folds his arms. All right then, tell me, but carefully, ambiguously, don't say too much. Got it. So, it's to do with the universe. The Metatron wants something from me that will help him destroy it, he explains. He says it's part of the plan. 
it certainly is not. Raphael grins in relief at the fervency of Aziraphale's reply. Of course it isn't. If it worked like that, God wouldn't even need angels to do it. Don't worry, I won't give it to him. Far from seeming reassured, however, Aziraphale just looks more concerned. Let me just... Let's just be as clear as possible here. You're telling me that you have something that could help destroy the universe. And Metatron is one of the people who knows about it. Raphael mentally reviews the statement. Yes, he confirms. Aziraphale's furrowed brow eases some, but Raphael doesn't get the impression that he's been reassured. It looks sort of like he's quietly alchemizing his body's bones to steel in preparation for something. Why in heaven's name do you have something like... No, don't answer that. Who else knows about it? Can you tell me that? He has to think, but he's fairly sure that he can. In so far as he can tell him what he already has. But no lightning has struck him down, and the skies haven't opened up to booming disapproval, so he thinks they're still in the clear. Well, there's me, obviously. Metatron, also obviously. Then there's the other senior angels who were a part of the relevant project at the time. Lucifer and Gabriel. Possibly some of the other archangels know, but I doubt it. Gabriel knows about this, Aziraphale confirms. Raphael nods. They start walking again then, with slightly less frantic energy, but still at a quick pace. There are no more questions, at least for now. Privately, Raphael's a little disappointed. He kind of wants to talk more. Ask more things, too. But Raphael actually does seem very determined to reach their destination now, and the beauty of Alpha Centauri is distracting, too. His attention keeps wandering to their surroundings and to the sky above them. When they reach the building, Raphael wraps his knuckles pointedly against the door. Who goes there? An unfamiliar voice calls out. It's Raphael and... A friend, he answers. Oh, they are friends? That's nice, actually. There's the muffled sound of voices, surprisingly too indistinct to make out the actual words. Raphael doesn't think they're too far away, so it must be something about the building that's obscuring the details. He takes a step back, looking to see if he can pinpoint what's creating the effect. Before he can, the door opens. 
he is definitely not expecting the individual who opens the door. The archangel Gabriel offers Aziraphale a polite smile, before glancing towards Raphael. He moves as if to say something. Pauses. Then his violet eyes widen at Raphael as he visibly startles. His head whips back towards Aziraphale, who raises a forestalling hand. It's a long story. Might we come in?